The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of You're Gonna Love Me. I'm Katie. And today I have with me an all new guest. She is hilarious and talented and the host of the Allie Colbert Show. I have Allie, welcome. Hi, (laughs) thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yes, of course. So you recently moved to LA from New York. Yes. And how do we feel about that? Have you ever done New York? Have you lived in New York? No. Wow, I'm curious what you would feel about it. Well, I've been been to New York bunch of times. Yeah, but no living there. No. Okay. I'm going back to New York this Sunday. I love LA because it just feels way more chill. And like, I like having a less stressful life, but New York is like exciting things happen. Like I might get hit by a car. I might get, I might get a part on that show. It's just like, everything's alive in the air. And here it's more just like, well, I want like a salad. (laughs) That's like more the vibe, you know? Yeah. So did you have, I mean, cause obviously there is the LA sort of stereotypes. Yeah. What do you feel now? Do you feel like it's like lived up to those stereotypes or do you think that some of those are? Let me put it this way. Okay. I am a cynical New Yorker and I moved to LA and started dating a yoga teacher and I now do yoga, joined a transformational life program, eat gluten free and meditate every day. So did I drink the Kool-Aid? I think I have some Kool-Aid on my fucking chin right now. You, you're you more LA than... I signed <laughs> the fuck up. I'm like, I'm doing it. And I made so much fun of it and I'm the happiest I've ever been. So now, you, okay, so yeah. So yeah, you can make fun of it all you want and then you can call me when you move to LA and have no anxiety when you start doing my life. So what do what do your New Yorker friends think now? They think I'm they think I'm disgusting. <laughs> They're so embarrassed that they know me. They think it's shameful. But New Yorkers like visiting LA and they like being here for a week and oh, it feels feels warm. People are smiling, people are good looking. You know, but it's not sometimes people want like I culturally I don't think LA is as stimulating as like New York. No, it's totally not. But that, but see, that's how I feel about New York. Like, I love to visit there, but I was like, I can never live here. It's like, it's too much. Right, right. I don't like, I don't like being on top of people. That, and I totally agree with you on that, that New York is like claustrophobic. You're like, I'm spending $5,000 a month to live in this Nike shoe box. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you want space. It's nice to have space here. We, I mean, I had a dog, whatever. I can't even get into that story. But you have dogs. It's like nice to be able to walk the dogs outside to just go for like runs where you're not like bumping into like homeless people. I mean, 
We got we got that here. We have that here, but in a different <laughs> way. In a different way. Yeah. I yeah. mean, also the. I'm sorry, but we have the weather. We have the weather. The weather is game changing for your mood. From for, if I wake up and I see the sun, that's great. In New York, you wake up, you look like you're floating through outer space. It's like so dark and cold. I'm like, this is an apocalyptic nightmare. Exactly. New York has great weather. Maybe what, fifteen percent. Of the year. <laughs> yeah, 15% of the year. New York is good in the fall at points and then in the spring at points. The summer's too hot. The subway smells like piss. The winter's too cold and everyone wants to just jump off their balcony. And also the trash in the summer on the streets oh. is... It's it, you know. It's like floating through the air. It's like that feather at the beginning of Forrest Gump, but that's like a condom and a tampon. It's disgusting. It, <laughs> it's See, gross. But people love to like rom- romanticize New York mm-hmm. in a way like the like in the movies. And I feel like I get to do that because I only go there for little bits at a time. Right. And I want to keep it that way. Yeah, I like that. I mean, especially for like for stand up, which I'm a stand up like at in New York, you get to do a bunch of shows at night and go from one show to the other. And it's like, oh, the city's alive. See, that's why how I want to remember New York. Yeah. Remember New York like that. You don't want to remember it like nothing else. Exactly. And I want see that I like L.A. because I want to have my car. I want to be able to go get groceries and put in my car and drive it to my house and carry it inside and not upstairs. I hate driving, though. Do you have a car? Do you have a license? I have a license. I'm relearning to drive because I didn't drive in New York for like 12 years. And so now I'm like, oh, I'm back. I'm like in driver's ed again. Okay. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Do you still get homesick? Because I listen, <laughs> I listened to your podcast. I think it was your first podcast. And I was dying laughing because you were talking about how you were just have the worst homesickness yeah. when you were a child. So, yeah. So how are you now living across the country and not? Good question. I don't feel homesick in the same way I did as a child going to camp, (laughs) but I do feel I'm someone who gets really attached. So like from a Freudian space, I definitely went from like my mom to like my best friend to like my girlfriend. And now I'm just like, I don't want to leave like my comfort, like my people are my comfort more so than where I am, where I'm like, when I like leaving my girlfriend this week, I'm going to New York for shows, whatever. I feel just like, way more cozy when I'm with like my person and I feel like always wanting to get back to that but I don't feel like oh my god I'm missing like my arm and I need to like call 911 and like cry for someone to pick me up but I definitely did you have homesickness growing up yes because that's why I was laughing I tell me tell me when I was little I Ohio right I'm from Utah god damn it I I swear is that not close it's no (laughs) (laughs) like so it's California Nevada then Utah fine but you know I meant Utah you know I meant Utah same thing but I went through a really terrible phase of being homesick where oh no and I would I, I would go to sleepovers and wake up in the middle of the night and have to call my mom yeah and Sometimes the parents were so mean and they wouldn't. They'd be like, go, you need to go to sleep. And it was like, I wouldn't sleep through the whole night. I would and press I would just charges. Be, <laughs> isn't that awful? That is disgusting. I'm like, can, can I call my mom? They're like, no, you need to go to sleep. And I'd be like, or I'd ask them for a ride home. I mean, it's like, listen, I know, especially in the winter time, I don't expect anyone to get in the car and go drive through no, the snow. No, you're not. They're basically, if you don't, if they don't take you home, they're kidnapping. I'd be like, I would be like seven years old looking at like my friend's dad being like, I'm going to lawyer up, Steve. <laughs> and when you're that young, you, you can't process that kind of, you feel like you're never going to see your parents again. Yeah. And you're just like this, the night is just so long. It's, it's never ending. It's, it's like 
how am I going to make it to 9 a.m.? Yeah. And I, I remember one of my best friends was having a birthday party. Yeah. And it was a sleepover birthday. And I remember I just, I didn't give my mom the invitation. I didn't even tell her about it. And then she saw my friend's mom, like at the grocery store that day, she goes, hey, so is, is Katie coming to the birthday? We didn't we didn't get the RSVP. And my mom's like, I don't hear anything about it. And my mom, I come home from like school and she goes, you didn't tell me about Alex's birthday. And I was like, oh, I, I, I forgot about it. And she was like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, and I started crying. I'm like, because it's a summer party and I don't want to go. And she's like, well, you know, you don't have to sleep over and you can still go. And I was Great. like, oh. Yeah. And I ended up going and sleeping over and having the best time ever. So, oh, I would do the thing <laughs> where you would call and my friend would be like, hey, do you want to sleep over? And I'd be like, uh, I'll call my mom. And then I would like call my mom and I would be like, hey, mom, um, like so and so wants me to sleep over. Is it okay if I sleep over? And then I would like whisper, like, say no. <laughs> and then she'd be like, she, like, I would text her before being like, I'm going to ask you to sleep over, say I can't. Oh my God. Yeah, to get out of it. Because you don't want to like own that at your, at your age. You're like presenting like you're so cool without your parents. Yeah, because you don't want to be a wimp. Yeah, you don't want to be a wimp. What, what can I tell you? I was a wimp. I don't know. I was really, really attached to my mom growing up. No, you're just attached to. Now, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm attached to my girlfriend. It's really healthy. I was really attached to my mom growing up. Like, I were you closer to your mother or your father growing up? My mom, for sure. Yeah, and I just, like, I had separation anxiety from her, like, going to school. I was, like, a really sensitive, emotional kid. Oh. Yeah, I know. I don't, some kids are high maintenance. I feel bad for my mom. I was a lot of work. Because some kids are happy-go-lucky. Well, now you can put it on to comedy yep exactly exactly it's funny i would not have imagined you to be homesick like as a as a child yeah well it didn't i mean it was just a phase it didn't yeah. it didn't last long and then you know now you know then i went through phases where i didn't want to come home i wanted to stay at my friend's house all weekend okay so there's yeah that. you made up for it <laughs> you made up for it cool. correct so i have some judgy questions because i like to talk about judging being judged judging yourself great judging other people yes you know so never done it before. <laughs> never? Never judged. Nope. Never once judged. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Okay. So what is one thing or things mm -hmm. that you're currently into that you feel that you'd be judged for or you judge yourself for? Music or foods or anything. Ooh, that's interesting. If music or foods, what do I judge myself for? Or that someone would judge you for? Just something that's you're like, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. This is questionable. Let me think about that because the, I think the main thing that I'm hard on myself for lately is too much screen time. So that's not something that I'm like ashamed of, but that's that's something that I'm like, can you get your act together? Like, why don't you read a book sometime in yeah. the next 10 years? <laughs> Have you ever thought about reading? Did you forget <laughs> how to read? Like the amount of television I watch, the amount of time I look at my phone before I take a piss. <laughs> Wait till it's painful. Like, yeah, it's just like, what am I doing? Like, can't I wake up and like not look at my phone? Can I just not go on Instagram? Can I just, can I just go to the bathroom without being on TikTok? No. Is that possible? Can I fall asleep not to Zendaya overdosing on euphoria is it possible is it possible to spend some time not on a screen i don't know what am i doing i'm like addicted to technology i am too and it doesn't help that it sends you your report i can't stand the report i feel like i'm being failed for working at the cheesecake factory <laughs> that was a joke to my episode yeah you have you if you want to know what that's about you're gonna have to listen to 
me on Katie on my show. Yeah. But yeah, definitely too much screen time. I think I can also watch like I watch dumb shows, but I don't I'm always hard on myself for that because like did you watch Love is Blind? I have not finished, but I've been watching it. Where where are you right now? I think everyone has been paired up. Yes. And they've seen each other? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah what what are you thinking about it? How about uh, Shane? Oh God. Oh yeah. Oh my God. No. They're all bad. Yeah. I, I like, literally am not rooting for any of them. I mean, what about did you hear Shayna's God conversation with she's like, You know you believe in evolution? <laughs> yeah. They're expected to to just get married. I'm I like, know. this is this is doomed. Yeah. Like that show is like when I'm watching that, I know that my brain is rotting. Yeah. But it's really fun to watch. That's a vice of mine. And I also shame myself when I don't work out. But these aren't things where I'm like, oh, I really love to, I don't know. What do people usually say? Something like really like some really dark secret. Well, usually it's like TV. It's TV, right? Some, some kind of like smut TV. Yeah. Oh, smut TV. Like Or just something that's just like, yeah. yeah you know. I watch a lot of porn. <laughs> Not I, that kind of TV, but just that's like smart TV. Well, yeah, that kind of, but just sort yeah. of like just TV that's just like this is not good for my. Oh yeah, it's not. Son. It's not good for my brain. Yeah. Is there, what is? Can I ask you the same question? Is there something you've been engaging in that you're like this is no good? Well, I mean, I'm just always on my phone. Should we look at our screen reports right now? <laughs> no. How do I look at it? Screen. Oh God, my daily average is disgusting. <laughs> I don't even want to say this out loud, but if report, how do you look it up? You go to settings and then you go to screen time. Oh. This is Katie. This is really embarrassing. I have eight hours and 16 minutes. Mine's is 10. Oh, Katie, what the <laughs> fuck? And I'm on it like so much. What? Look at my last week's average. <laughs> last week's average is 13 hours. 13 hours. <laughs> That means that oh means the God. only time I wasn't on my phone was when I was sleeping. <laughs> that's literally, it says I spent nine hours text messaging, six and a half hours on Instagram. This is so upsetting. Right now, I'm actually going to make a commitment. I'm not going to be on my phone. So what are we going to do? Tell me what to do about it. I think the we best- We have to stop. We Yeah, we got to like set timer. I don't know. That get, doesn't get work. Does that work for you? Outside. I hate ignore. Go <laughs> <laughs> We're not good at holding ourselves accountable. I need to like have dates with myself to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> we like need to leave our houses. I mean, yeah, just do something. I don't know. The thing is, it's just like right now, like about to like have a lot of stuff going on. So it's just, it's like this like calm before the storm. No, totally. Me too. <laughs> no. Okay. Going Anyways, on. I'm not on trial. You are. Yeah. This is the judgy questions. For okay. You. Yeah. Go. Um, this is different mm -hmm. than the question before. Do you have any like habits or like behavior that is like don't judge me behavior not those on my phone stuff okay I'll tell you mine yeah the stuff that you do alone like in private or that maybe you do that you just like don't look at me don't judge me yeah like okay I have car tweezers because I'm I'm one of those people that, you know when you're like out in the daylight you're like oh my god there's a hair and yeah. it, it will drive me insane so I have to keep tweezers in my car and so if I'm at a stoplight or sitting in traffic, car tweezers. I need to be able to like get the hair. Wow. That's on my mind. I like have to be able to have tweezers with me. Uh -huh. And and I don't care if someone sees it. And like there's definitely people in the car next to me that are looking and they're like, ugh. And I'm like, don't judge me. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, or do you like to just like dig right into the peanut butter jar with like oh, wow. a spoon or something? I definitely dig into the peanut butter jar. Okay. I'm some, a pe some people might think that's gross. Really? I don't know. Oh, peanut butter is a... No, I dig into that. I don't have any shame around that. Mainly it's that I like... 
Yeah, there's a lot that goes on around food for me. I think like past a certain time, I'm like, I'm not gonna eat anymore in the day. And then I'm like, well, I should like bake a dozen cookies. <laughs> and then we'll eat like, I'm addicted to the Justin's peanut, Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, those, yeah. Those are really good. And I will break those open and then eat the peanut butter out of them. You don't do the chocolate? I do, but I'm like, I like tell myself I'm just gonna have a little bit. And then I like, just like mutilate the entire thing. What else do I do? Oh, I know something that's embarrassing that I wouldn't want people to know that I do every day. Use bird scooters. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed by that. And like, this is because I like don't fully drive right now. Oh God. So I'm like, and I live in Venice and there's just like a scooter like at every like fucking foot. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna bird. Like I bird everywhere. I'm like on my scooter, just like scooting around and I'm just like incognito and just thinking like if anyone saw me, I would just be mortified that I'm just like, a 28 year old lesbian on a scooter. It's just like not the life I want to live. <laughs> I've only been on one of those things once. Good for you. I, it was, it hurt my arms. You got to build up arm muscle. <laughs> I was like, why does this hurt? Yeah. To ride. Yeah. It's like, it's you, the control. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's a learned skill. I also just felt really in danger the whole time I was on it. To me, it's a trade off. I'd feel more in danger driving a car. Okay, well, that's because you're from New York. I know, and I drew, drove my girlfriend's car and I hit into something. So now I'm like, I'm waiting for her car to get fixed. So now I'm like stuck with the scooters and I'm just, this is an embarrassing part of my life. Also, I don't trust people in LA. They're driving for, as me as a pedestrian or on one of those things. Like people don't stop. They don't pay attention. They're on their phones. Like right. I don't trust anyone in LA and they're driving. Yeah with my life. Yeah, I, so. I get it, I get it. Scooters, I feel like I'm more in control because I can like navigate in and out. Okay, so you're good on it. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're, when you're, you're scootering <laughs> hours every day, you <laughs> get really good. They should sponsor you for like their Olympic team. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would love it, bird at me. I, didn't, I haven't seen anyone on, do they like ban those? Oh, well, Did, I mean, the closest. Not on the west side. I live in the valley, so like I don't, they don't have those over there, so. Right. They, yeah, that's probably why. I don't Come see to them Venice, there. you'll see me on on a scooter scooting around. It's so <laughs> awful. It's really sad. Okay, is there anything particularly? What do you are you always gonna judge in other people? Like you're just like that's just the judgiest shit ever. What do I always judge in other people? You know, I judge people that follow their dreams. What does that mean? No, I mean like <laughs> I judge you if you're like this is like meant to be a mean joke. I'm sure you're fine with it. But I like, sometimes I judge people that are like mid thirties and are like, oh, I really want to make it as a singer. And they like never started doing that. And I'm like, ah, don't just keep doing what you're doing. You'll, really? you'll never make it. That's a little dialogue I have with myself sometimes. But I think that's just my own dialogue about me pursuing the arts. And okay. it's like the self-hatred that I have that I then project onto other people. Thank you, doctor. But let me think about a different, let me think about something that's a little... Do you just think because it's like that just feels like you have to start that when you're like five and... I just, I think I'm hard on myself. So the idea that someone would like wander into like a dream, like in their mid thirties without like pursuing it early on, this isn't a good answer. Let me, let me give you, let me give <laughs> okay. you a different one. Well, well, can you give me, what's something that you, you judge so I can... I mean, I judge when people are like interrupters. You know, I when people, when people can't, when people can't have like a conversation and they, you know, when, bad conversationalists, that's something I always will judge people on. And I will just, uh, you know, can I ask judge you, a person on that? I felt that I interrupted you on the last episode. Were you feeling that? Were you thinking I was an interrupter? No. Say, say the truth. No, I'm being honest. 
No, when people don't let you finish thoughts. Yeah. You know, and you're like, literally, can I just... Right. Like, let me finish. Right. I wasn't done. I know what I judge. Mm-hmm. What? I judge people that drink soda. Like regular like Coca-Cola? Soda. Yeah. If, if you order a Coca-Cola, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> it's 2022. You're still drinking Coca-Cola? I drink Coke Zero. That's okay. Okay. Is that you sure? Yeah. Are I you just, <laughs> no, I like I I have no problem with that. I can't believe when people drink regular sugar soda. I'm mm. shocked. I'm shocked that they're like, yeah, let me just drink five hundred worth of calories in this chemical compound right now. I feel like maybe on like it's it's like something that you do when you like go out. Is have a Coca Cola? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I've never ordered a Coca Cola in my life. Never. Not even Coca-Cola from McDonald's, which is like kind of spectacular. I've had Diet Coke. We had Diet Coke in my house growing up. That's part of like growing up in the 90s. Having Diet Coke in your house? Yeah. Or having soda in your house? Just like that. I don't know. I feel like anyone that was born in like the 80s, 90s, like had Diet Coke in their house growing up. Right. I had Diet Coke (laughs) in my house growing up. And it was like, I think it must have been around the time that like, all of mainstream media was saying in order to like be health conscious, you must cut out sugar soda. Yeah. Diet sodas became a thing. Diet sodas. And then there was that whole New York state law about like de Blasio, I think was like outlawing the like supersized sodas, no more sugar sodas. And so now when I see people get a sugar soda, I'm like, get a seltzer. Yeah. Like what? Drink a seltzer with lime. Hi. Welcome to being classy. LaCroix. 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 (laughs) I'm out of it. Uh, Okay. On a serious, this is a more serious judgy topic. Okay. I'm shifting. When, when was the time that you felt like you were unfairly judged? I have literal times and I have more kind of philosophical times. This is what I'll start with. I was on a reality show, a competition reality show in 2018. And it was called Bring the Funny. And I was living in the Burbank Marriott for like a month filming this show. And you perform a bunch of times and then you get eliminated. And I got eliminated the first time I performed. And I remember thinking it was like so ridiculous because I was in the room and I saw how I did and I saw how other people did on that show. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't attached to like succeeding on the show, but just being there and watching other people perform, I was like, I did way better than them than them. And they sent me home. I blame Chrissy Teigen. Uh, Whatever. I do. Chrissy Teigen, Keenan Thompson, Jeff Foxworthy, they were the judges and they were like, Chrissy was like flirting with another contestant she forwarded him along she kept making comments Um, about how I was like cute and little and I would like grow up I was like bitch I'm 26 I'm not growing anymore this is me I'm 5'2 fully grown yeah I'm fully grown okay I felt like I was judged there and that's like a literally judged literally judged unfairly judged I don't know if it's unfair it's just like like when when was some time when you felt like you were like judged by like like an opinion of you was wrong in that sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, and an opinion of me was wrong when an opinion of me was wrong. I think probably, I don't know if it's wrong. It's just like, I wasn't who I was now when I was younger. And like how people perceived me when I was younger, that's, I don't know if it's unfair. It's just not accurate for who I was. Okay. Well, I mean, you you grew. I grew up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, 
When was I don't know. That's a really hard question. And you know, it's, it's like a really tough one. I know it is hard. Have yeah. you have you ever judged someone and got it wrong? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I am the queen of judging people right off the bat. I mean, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, judge people right away. And I should work on this. And I am working on this of like being in practice of just letting me have an experience of someone and then giving them space to continue to evolve and grow. I've even done this in relationships where you meet someone, you think they're going to be this and you kind of hold them to that. Mm -hmm. And then what ends up happening is there's no space for them to like be themselves in a more profound way or like change. And that's like a tough thing when you're dating someone and you feel like your partner doesn't give you the room to keep growing. You have to allow other people that if you also want that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's something I feel like I work on because usually I'll, I have like an opinion right away, which is something I do in my standup too. If I'm like doing crowd work, I see you, I have a million opinions on you. Like we'll do jokes about how I think you come off and the, all those instincts, like they can be right, but they're also like limiting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, because I think the reason, well, and I know the reason we do this is it's like a permanent, like primitive thing mm -hmm. as a protective measure. We want to like size people up when they walk in the room and be like, what do we think of this person? Do we right. trust them? Do we not? We put people in boxes, you know, I do the same thing, but it's, it's hard when you want to get to know somebody and you're like already kind of, you know, yeah, deciding who they are and yeah. who they can be to you. But I can yeah. be judgmental of people that drink a lot. Ugh. Like all of our judgments, this is something that I feel like I've been more aware of in the last few years. It's like, it's like this like spot it, you got it thing. Mm -hmm. Where if like I'm seeing it in you and I'm calling out and calling it out in you, there's something in me that recognizes it in myself. And if you don't like it, it's because maybe something you don't like about you. Right, yeah. exactly. So like when I'm like, oh, she's a messy drunk, like, <laughs> and cause we were just talking about this, but like, she's a messy drunk. Like, can't she put herself together? It's like, I've had that narrative about myself in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's just like bringing up something in me. Yeah. And then ask for me to look at. Projection is real. Projection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. That's on judgment, y'all. That's on judgment. That's on judgment. So you have been, how long have you been doing stand-up? I've been doing stand-up since 2015. No, since 2011. Wow. 10, ten years. Dang. 10 years. And how do you decide you want to do that? Mm -hmm. I always wanted to do stand-up. I loved watching stand-up comedy when I was younger. I was like, I can watch something that's just meant to make me laugh. Like someone's just gonna stand there and like make me laugh. Why would I watch anything else? Yeah. Like I love laughing more than anything. That probably sounds obvious, but some people <laughs> don't value humor as much. Yeah. I'm like, that's like the number one thing I want in the person I'm dating. It's like, I wanna crack up with you. Mm -hmm. So I always loved stand up and I liked getting a laugh from people. When like I would tell people jokes and like I remember how that felt that I was like, oh shit, I'm powerful. And so when I went to school, when I went to college, I went to NYU, I was like, I want to be in the city and I can start doing stand up. And I went to NYU and I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Would start going to open mics in Manhattan. So that was my dreamy New York days. And, and you worked at 30 Rock. I worked at 30 Rock. And you got to work, you know, on SNL. Yeah. As what, what did you do? You were. I was a page. A page. After. So have you seen 30 Rock, the show? Um, of course, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Kenneth in the show, mm -hmm. he's like yeah. a page. Okay. So you wear these blue like uniforms, you wear these like blue suits and you seat people in the live studio audiences for like The Tonight Show and SNL and Late Night with Seth Meyers. 
and you give tours of 30 Rock. It's like super cheesy and fun and <laughs> random, but it's like the perfect post-college job. Yeah. It feels like like a, another sort of postgraduate college experience and everyone's your age and you're like getting drunk after work and you're taking people around like show business. It kind of feels fun and like cheesy. And were you doing this the same time you were starting stand-up and everything? That was, so I got that job when I first graduated college. So I had already been doing stand-up for like five years. So when you were working, were you like, hey, like, I want to be on SNL? Or was that, is that ever something that you would want to do? Yeah, I mean, is the that, whole time I'm thinking, I want to get on one of these shows. Because if, yeah, I feel like everyone, sorry to cut you off. No, I've, I just, I judge that. Judge myself. <laughs> no, well, I'm, I guess I should have phrased it. My question is like, it is as, I feel like as a comic, I mean, I think that would be like a dream, right? Totally. I mean, the whole thing with SNL is like, I've always felt that SNL wants impressionists. You know, I heard your last episode, you're doing impressions. <laughs> SNL wants impressionists like Katie. They don't want stand-up comedians. That's what I told myself. It's not necessarily true because you see like Pete Davidson mm -hmm. doesn't do an impression, but he can eat really good pussy. Sorry, I don't know if you make crude <laughs> jokes like that on your show. But like, so for him, it's not about impressions, but like I, I mainly do stand-up. I can do some impressions, but they're not that great. So I kind of like was always like, that would be amazing. I don't think that's going to happen. What I did want to do was perform stand-up on The Tonight Show. That, that was like iconic. So when I graduated the PAGE program, I left the PAGE program, was writing at The Onion, and I got an audition for the show to like do, do stand-up on the show. And Jimmy was there. And he never is like out those things. And, you know, he liked my set, and then I got booked, and it was really like amazing. And you've, you've done it twice now? I've done it twice. I did it a few months ago. Which was I cool. Saw, oh, I watched, yeah. So you were just on in December. Yeah. Congratulations. That's, Thank you. That's pretty, I mean, that, I feel, okay. So the next. Did you like my suit? Um, well, yeah. Okay. That you was like what I cared more about this time. I was like, <laughs> the first time I did it, I was 23. I was like, I don't have a budget to like get a cool outfit. Let's see what I have. I think I borrowed my mom's friend's clothes. This time I was like, I'm getting a style. I'm hiring a stylist. Like that's where I, the jokes will be good. But how am I going to look? You look great. Thank you. Thank you, you, look, you so much. You I didn't coax that out of you at all. You look you're like the suit I'm like, I was, like, no, I was, like, I was like you look great I mean, like you you brought it all thank you. you brought the funny you brought the the look thank you okay then yeah I guess the the next big dream is to do like a tonight show kind of yeah I mean like oh, what to host the tonight show no but to do an appearance that's like a big deal for oh yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a comic to do an appearance on the tonight show yeah yeah I mean it's like the top of your yeah you're like one of the top stand-ups when you're performing on the tonight show now I think that the goal for like at least comedians that move to LA is like how are you going to make it in TV you're going to sell a TV show you're going to be in a TV show and it's kind of that journey what, which is a walk in the park what do you want to do what do I want to do I mean I have a show right now that I wrote that I'm taking out like everyone else in LA and I like being here I like writing more and being a part of just like the television side of the industry because New York is like really it's stand up like they're not you're not filming shows in New York other than like those late night shows I mean, some shows film there, but, you know, real like narrative half hour comedies, all that stuff like that's that's here and beyond, and beyond that as well. And I think being here and being a part of that is like where at least I'm focusing on now and also the podcast. I like the podcast was born during the pandemic. It was born in Los Angeles. And just how beautiful is that? It's beautiful. I know. I know mine was born during the pandemic, too. Really? Yeah. How? So you're not that your podcast isn't that old? No. OK, wow. Mm -mm. Wow. Mm. I just did podcasting in Legos, mm -hmm. you know? That was, that was the vibe. 
Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to get through those dark pandy days. The pan, the pandy days. Pandy. I mean, yeah, it's in LA, it's, you know, reality TV and, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm waiting for my reality TV show, you know. Would you ever do reality TV? Yeah, I mean, look, what would it be about? Like I I would never do what you did. Never ever ever. That sounds terrifying <laughs> to me. Yeah. That's more daunting than stand-up comedy. Well, I mean, it's not for it's not for the faint of heart. As, would you ever do stand-up? No. Like, I'm not scared of it, but it's just, I feel like my timing is not good. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the only thing. Right. My comedic timing is terrible. Well, okay. All right. Good awareness. So, yeah, that, that's the only problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm I, not, I, don't, I don't have the stage fight of it all, but it's the timing. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember dreaming when I was younger of my family, because I was a big Kardashian person growing up. Oh, yeah. Like, deep in the Kardashians. And I remember being like... I have two two younger sisters. I was like, I would love if we were like the Kardashians. <laughs> but not anymore. But not anymore. It didn't happen. <laughs> and you know, like those journeys are always so much darker than you anticipate. Like I was talking to Alexis Haynes about it recently because like she was my OG Kim Kardashian. And now she's like my lesbian wing woman, which is hilarious. And we talk about it and her experience, like, yeah, I thought it was like amazing. She's like, it was like dark as fuck. She's like, I wasn't happy at that point in time. I remember watching that show and having no idea that she was on some heavy ass drugs. Yeah, that's like that's that's. Uh, yeah. You're like that was also my experience at Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of tequila. Tequila. I like to. I like to end my episodes mm-hmm. with. I explained to you when I was on your podcast about what a rage text is. Oh yeah. So if you were to send a rage text to. A person, a place, an inanimate object, something right now that's really kind of grinding your gears. Yeah. <laughs> what would it be? What would you say? Oh my God. That's such a good. Okay. I think there's a, a person I would send a rage text to. Okay. You don't, I mean, you don't have to say exactly who it is, or if you want to, you can. But I could send it to an object. Too? Yeah. That's so interesting. A rage text to an, was it an object, a person, or what? Or any, like, a, I've sent it to people that turn right too slow oh oh god the people that walk slow in front of you um yeah they take up move the fuck over my god holy shit creeping jesus get out of my way fuck 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 i can't stand that Mm -hmm. you know what i also can't stand i can't stand people that like and i have a close friend that does this and i love her to death but we'll go see like shows together We'll go to see like a, like a, whatever. I don't know if it's a comedy show or like a one man show, whatever. It's our thing. She talks so fucking loud. She can't like whisper to me during the show. She's like, what do you think of that? I'm like, oh, can no. you lower your fucking voice? Cause I'm about to defriend you. Oh no, no, no. This is humiliating. <laughs> can you have an inside voice? Like what's going on here? I don't want people stare, like you're screaming. No. What's going on? The screamers in public, you're like, just a little bit, down a little bit. And it's awkward. You don't want to tell, tell people to lower the voice. So I just go like this. I know you can't see him, but I'm like, I like remote lower their voice. I'm like, take it down a notch. What's going on? <laughs> I think I could go on and on with these rage texts. Yeah. I really could. It's fun. It's really fun. It's a really great release. It's an amazing release. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could I could keep going. But I would love to rage text people from high school. There was this one girl. <laughs> she was just so annoying. So annoying. I think about her to this day. I think, how do you get out of bed in the morning with how annoying you were? <laughs> I'm going off. Well, anyways, so where can they find you and hear about your upcoming shows? I am at Allie Colbert, A-L-I, Colbert with a K, on everything. 
and I have the Allie Colbert Show here on Dear Media. And when do your episodes come out? My episodes drop every Tuesday. Amazing. Yes. Well, Allie, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you, Katie. And make sure you hear me on Allie's show as well. Yes. Awesome. Well, I love y'all. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. 